Welcome everyone to another episode of the Freudian Slips. Today we're going to take a satirical look at all of the things that hold us back. No, I don't mean people, I don't mean imperfections, and I don't mean lack of income. What I'm talking about are material possessions. Sometimes they prevent us from moving forward because unfortunately, we can't let go. But before I begin, I want to give a shout out to the Atlanta crew. A lot of support comes from that area and we greatly appreciate it. So hello to Shayla, hello to Dominique, hello to all the rest of the Atlanta gang. We appreciate your patronage. And speaking of patronage, you can find us on patreon.com. You can also find us on YouTube. And if you'd like to reach out to us, or you're thinking about becoming a member, we'd greatly appreciate it. So let's get into it. Letting go. The number one reason why people will not let go of possessions is very simple. You believe it has value. Of course it has value. It's your trophy. It's your dress. It's those pants that you believe you're going to get back into. It's those shoes. I just can't part with them. The reality is there's sentimental value and there's actual value. Guess what is valuable? Both. Guess which one has more value? Sentimental or actual? Obviously it's actual. The answer's in the word. Actual value is something that will benefit you, will bring you gain. Sentimental value is something you hold on to because you remember back when, essentially the past. I really don't believe most people understand what sentimental value means. It means just that. It is worthless. It is useful only to you unless it brings you some sense of closure and or peace. I'm not saying you discard your mother's ashes. But I am saying you can get rid of that dress or sweater she sewed for you back in 1902. I know that's a long time ago for some of you, but that's like yesterday to me. Now, it brings us to our second point. Why or oh why do you still have that? Now, some people, when they reach a certain age, let's call it 30, 35. We might have to go a little higher, but we'll stick with that right now. They believe it's for others. They honestly believe in their mind that someone else wants that garbage. They don't. Trust me on that. They don't. Having worked in some of the industries I've worked in for the length of time that I've worked in them, what I do more than anything else is toss out old people's crap. Repeatedly. Oh, sure, we try to send it to Goodwill. We try to send it to the Salvation Army. We try to send it to savers and whatnot. But the reality is most of it ends up in that giant blue and or green bin out by everyone's complex and our neighborhood known as the trash receptacle. You know why? It has no value. And if you believe it has value, you believe that someone else wants it. Try giving it to them now. Let's see how receptive they are to receive that item, items that you have held on to, assuming that they'd want it. Really, the reality is this. You don't want it and they don't want it. Your parents hold on to old stuff because they have homes big enough to store that trash. But if they ever called you and said, come get your high school trophies, I don't want your yearbooks anymore. 
you would not take them. And if you did take them, this holding on to the past that you're doing will take you to point three, storage woes. I'm going to keep them because it has value. I only wish I had a dime every time I heard that. The majority of people that have stuff in storage, that's where it's going to die. You may be kind enough to box it up, tape it up, even label it so that you know exactly what's in what and where's in where. And when the time comes, you'll go back and get it. You know what? You probably won't. There are two components that come to mind. One, it's losing value. In no way is anything in that dusty, dank, mildewy box going to increase in value. And if it were truly valuable, you'd have it in your home already. It has no value other than that sentimental one we spoke about earlier. So what you'll do is you'll leave it in there and you'll fall into what's known as the sunk cost fallacy. And for those of you that are unaware of it, let me explain it to you. It's a phenomenon whereby a person is reluctant to abandon a strategy or course of action because they've invested heavily into it, i.e. keeping junk. Even when it's clear that abandonment would be more beneficial. That's the definition of the sunk cost fallacy, and that is what storage is. And to prove it, Storage Wars is a TV show. That TV show is based upon people like you and I who believe that what they have in storage is valuable. It is not. It may be, but you probably couldn't find the box that the valuable stuff is in at this point. What happens is you turn into a mini hoarder, but because you don't see the hoarding, it's okay. And at some point, you're going to cross the fine line between the value of the items in the box and the cost of keeping the box. And once you cross that line, everything is a loss. But I understand foolish pride the ignorance of sentimentality causes us to keep it because I'm certain someone has told the person who has that foolish box that they should just get rid of that stuff. Why don't they sell it? They could give that to someone else and they immediately, the individual that owns the box takes offense. How dare you say I should get rid of this? Do you know how much I spent for that? No, I do not. But I'm sure that you've lost that money 10 times over after having that storage box for over a year. Which brings us to the next point, the mini hoarder. Let me explain how this works. Your closet is a hoarding factory. You have dresses in there that you cannot fit. You have outfits in there that you have not worn. You have shoes that you've worn one time. They hurt your feet, but you won't get rid of them. Because the thought of anyone else putting your shoes on their feet that you spend X amount of dollars for infuriates you. It makes you feel as though you've wasted money. Therefore, you keep it. Therefore, you are out of touch with reality. Some of the things that you keep are broken. Primarily men do this. But ladies, don't fool yourselves. You're not fixing that. 
that necklace, that earring that you only got one of and you hoping that one day you'll find the other? No, you will not. You may not. Or you may. But by the time you find that one, you will have lost the other. Get rid of it. You're not going to fix it. You don't wear a watch. You haven't worn that watch since I don't know when. In fact, that watch is dead. The battery is probably more valuable than the watch. Two, out of style. Not close to being in style. Not coming back in style. Gone. Forgotten. Nobody wears that any longer. And unless you're one of the eclectic group, you're not wearing it either. Once again, but the thought of giving it away doesn't sit well with you. And let's be honest, you are never getting back into that dress. Lying on the bed behind them pants is definitely not worth it. It's like old men and old underwear. Let it go. And here's the final point. And the point I find to be the most interesting to me. Everyone behaves as though they're not going to die. You're leaving. Everybody leaves. And when you do, you're going to leave a bunch of junk for other people to clean up. Now, that's inevitable. You're going to have items that's left behind when you expire. And after the mad dash by family and friends to snatch up everything that they believe has value now, you're going to be left or they're going to be left. You'll be gone. They're going to be left with a bunch of junk. And we go back to Goodwill and then we go over to the Salvation Army and then we go to those large blue and green receptacles outside known as trash cans because these items have no actual value to anyone but you. I repeat, no one wants that stuff. All you're doing is making it harder for others to clear out your trash. And the great part about it, or the funny part I find, is that there are no plans for this. Not a one. So when people go into your little hoarder kingdom, they're not going to be able to find the things that they need to find. Where's her insurance policy? Where did she put her bank account information? My God, what do these keys go to? And why does she have so many? Ladies and gentlemen, junk is junk is junk. Please go through your items. If this helps just one person stop encumbering their lives, holding on to something that they don't need, don't want, and have had difficulty getting rid of, then I have done my job. And I want to take the time to thank you, even though I'm sure I'm going to be eviscerated in the Discord. Thank you for listening to the first inaugural episode of Spoons and Forks. Who knows? Maybe the next one will be a little more upbeat. We can cover some great topics like... So, here's what I have to say. Most of the things you have are junk. Most of the things you have that you consider to be valuable, they are not. They're valuable only to you. And even at that, it's sentimental value at its best. Clean out your closet. 
Go through it. Clean out your cabinets. Go through them. Give those things away. Consumerism is a problem. Consumerism refers to the tendency of people to live in a, who live in a capitalist economy to engage in a lifestyle of excessive materialism that revolves around reflexive, wasteful, or conspicuous overconsumption. Now, there's a gentleman named Thorstein Verblin. <laughs> what a name. Anyway, it was the 19th century that named people anything back then. He was a socialist, and he was known for coining that term, conspicuous consumption. He had a book, The Theory of Leisure Class, 1899, if anyone wants to go read and look it up. Conspicuous consumption is a means to show one's social status, especially when publicly displayed goods and services are too expensive for other members of the same class. Sound like anyone we know? This type of consumption is typically associated with the wealthy, but can also apply to the economic class. So now ask yourself this. Are you in the wealthy class? Are you in the economic class? Because if you're in the wealthy class, I assure you, you can be a conspicuous consumer. Because you're going to motivate the economic class, those working stiffs, into trying to live at your social status, which is not really a social status. It's just items that they've purchased that you somehow think have value because they give you the impression that it has value. Therefore, you buy it when you can't afford it. And then you hold on to it because you've spent your money for it. And now consumerism is essentially just a theory that individuals who consume goods and services in large quantities will be better off. You will not be better off being a consumer. You will not be better off buying another pair of shoes when you have a closet full. You will not be better off emptying out your closet and taking the steps that we're talking about and then refilling it. Because at the end of the day, as Chuck Palahniuk said, the things you own end up owning you. Here's where you are. And finally, I'll leave you with these words. They're from Matthew 6:19-21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And on that note, I'll bid you a fond adieu. Till next time, be safe, have a good life, and empty out your closet. Bye.